Howdy ho, and welcome to UCM Radio, The Beat. You're listening to Chatting It Up, the only radio show where TGI Friday is every day. I'm Greg Burns, and joining me today, we have Garrison, the host of Fireside Chat here at UCM Radio, The Beat. Time out? Yeah, it's not Fireside. It's, it's uh, not. I no, knew that. It's Smoke Signals. Smoke I. Probably the reason why I said that is because one of the original names I thought of was Fireside Chat. Oh. And I was like, but I'm not, because, uh, you know, it's like, I'm a Boy Scout. So I was like, oh, Fireside Chat. But then I was like, but this isn't like a Boy Scout only thing. Yeah. You hear Fireside Chat and you're like, ah, oh, it's only Boy Scouts. But, yeah. Yeah. So you said Smoke Singles. Yep, Smoke Got Singles. It. I'm Greg Burns, and joining me today, we have Garrison, the host of Smoke Signals here at UCM Radio, The Beat. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, but anyway, as a fellow radio show host, tell us about uh, y- your radio. Uh, my show is kind of just to have people come on from not just like on campus, but on the community. And I like storytelling and I like people coming and tell their story and what they do and what they want to do and just their life experiences. And that's just how I came up with my show. Yeah, and, like, what made you decide to actually, like, want to do that? Um, to be honest, I did biology my first semester and realized that it kind of sucks. So I just wanted something new, and music and this kind of thing is always just something I've been interested in doing. So I just said, I'll go for it, and Joe helped me kind of put everything together, and it just went from there. Yeah, Joe's a great guy like that. Because oh, yeah. I know, like, uh, we, we had the class together, I believe, uh, communication. Yeah, intro uh, the comm. Yeah, in, intro the comm. That's what it was. Uh, but anyway, we were both in there, and I remember, like, one of our first assignments was to write an essay about ourselves kind of thing. Like, why are you here? Yeah. What do you want to do with your major in DMP or communication? And by then, I was still, like, you know, not knowing what to do. And so I was just... I'm just going to focus on the radio aspect because that's something I enjoy listening to. And he was like, oh, I see you enjoy radio, Greg. <laughs> Why don't you come here and uh, do a show? Yeah, I mean, it's just a cool experience that not – like a lot of people that you bring in here, they say, oh, we, I didn't know this was down here or something like that. And it's just a cool thing that not – like he was talking about how at Mizzou, like you have to be a – it was either a junior or senior to have the like to be in their recording studio when you get to do this two days into the semester and having no idea what to do, and it's just a cool thing. You must be lucky having people ask, you know, like, "Oh, I never knew this was here." My people always say, "Oh, are you going to kill me?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we do walk down a spooky, scary basement. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's all fun. There. There's not, I like to bring, for me, it was a lot of, at the beginning, it was a lot of athletes and stuff, and then I wanted to start getting into the kind of community kind of thing, so I decided to have a uh, Warrensburg PD officer here, and we we had a conversation for about an hour, and, like, I had my fraternity president on, I had some of the mental health counselors from our school come, it was just... It's just a fun time to spread a message, just have a good talk. Yeah, and that's honestly the best part about this is just talking with, you know, people 
not only that you personally know, but some people you don't personally know, yeah. and then you get to like know them a little bit better. Uh, like I've done plenty of my own professors before, uh, like uh, my psychology professor. He was a lot of fun to get to know better because mm-hmm. uh, he honestly just likes to chill with the dogs. Yeah. I mean, psychology would be is kind of a thing that I like. I like to look at how people think. That's kind of why a mental health kind of thing interested me because I like to know the the like science behind why why your brain thinks certain things. And psychology does kind of interest me, but just too much work. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, because like you said, you know, you get to come in here, like, day two not knowing what you're doing. What are some of, like, the major improvements that you've made in your skills of radio? Now, like, when I talk, my first time talking to people, I I kind of, like, stutter a lot. I I can't really talk. I pause. And just, like, throughout this process, I've kind of learned that it's, especially with the beat, like, it's a smaller audience. It really doesn't matter. Necessarily. It matters how bad it is because it's an image on you, but also it's not like a big of effect if, like, say, you're posting on some – somehow you got a part on Barstool and you're, you're like, this is your first time and you're stuttering like that. That's going to get seen by millions of people, and that's a bigger audience seeing that when something like the beat is – what would you say? 20 million. <laughs> I'll say, I'll be generous and say 1,000. That might be a little generous, yeah. Well, I mean, are you talking about, like listening to like one show in particular at a time? Probably not. Uh, but overall listeners, yeah. probably, yeah. Either way, you, like you have your opportunity to get heard by 1,000 people and maybe... They go, oh, that shows he didn't he didn't sound bad, but he has some improvement. That's what this show, what this program's kind of about is. You get to learn and teach yourself when to what you need to improve on, how to teach yourself. Like me editing my shows was term terrible when I when I first started. I didn't know what to do, and I had to have Joe show me about five different times. And it's just a fun thing to learn. Because I like to learn by myself. Yeah, I, w- I was the kid that was like, I learned how to use Audacity back in high school. I, I can do it. No, it's it's hard. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> when I was about 10, I decided, hey, I want to do some film stuff and some voiceover stuff. So, like, I had a tiny bit of experience. So, like, Audacity, which, I mean, really isn't hard when you just press record and then e- export. But... Like, it just got to where Adobe was kind of kind of rough for me to use at first, and now it's kind of you just slide, click, delete. Yeah, I know, like, the first time I was editing stuff, it would take, like, three times as long as the video actually was. Uh, and now I know, like, tons of just short macros to use. Oh, yeah. Yeah. X is my favorite key button now. <laughs> I don't, like, even the hotkeys, I really don't know. I just... I'm more simplistic. I see, like, I listen to the part where, say there's a 30-second pause. I'll stop it at where that pause began and where that ended, cut it, and then, like, my editing is very simple, and it honestly could probably be better, but it works for the show because, for me, it's kind of like I want to be honest about it, and 
I want it to be as raw as possible because I'm not going to lie and say, no, my show's perfect. And and in actuality, I edit the, like, entire show to where, like, clip by clip, it's a whole different edit. Yeah, what I I do is uh, I first go through and I just listen to the whole thing, get rid of some, like, the big things, like like you said. And then uh, I just take a mental note of what everything I said was. And then go back through and go, okay, I don't need this portion or this portion. And by that, I mean, like, I don't need these five minutes of recording because that topic just wasn't interesting or something. And so there's been times where I have, like, just tons and tons of, like, topics that were in the show but, you know, didn't make the 30-minute mark. Yeah, I mean, it could be better and... It, there's always room for improvement. That's why a show like this is great. But, I mean, there's also a point where, like, I'm kind of taking, I call it the Joe Rogan style, where, like, you just, it's just a raw video. Like, I'll take an example of, I was interviewing, I don't even remember who it was, but, like, he was a part of a club, and he mentioned some kind of partying, and they can't, they can't, talk about that on campus and so he just requested for that to be edited out so it was just a look at the timer say hey it it was at this point and then just edit that little clip out and that's the parts that I do kind of edit out because I'm not going to disrespect them and be like no I don't want that in I want that in but they don't so screw them but I mean there's just a point where Someone might call it laziness, but I just think it's more open, I guess. It's a different style, and I mean, everyone has their own style, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just just like it that way. I guess it's just easier. We're going to take a quick commercial break here. When we get back, we'll be hearing more from Garrison and I's experiences in radio and at UCM. Welcome back to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. But talking more about college, let's talk more about UCM. Tell us about your experience at UCM. Uh, Those were a lot of weird pauses I just threw in there for no reason. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, my first semester was kind of it was kind of boring. I didn't, didn't really have much to do. I hung out with a couple friends, but not really. And it honestly kind of sucked my first semester. There wasn't anything to do. You, I started the semester off by working a uh, midnight shift at a nursing home here, and that made it to where I didn't want to go to class, didn't want to do anything. So it just was a rough kind of semester. This year, I, I took off from that job, and I became kind of involved with a fraternity here and made a lot of cool friends, had a lot of experiences, but 
I mean, it's just been kind of the average kind of year, I think. Everyone, if it's because of COVID or or what's it for, everyone's kind of had the same kind of experience where, yeah, it's kind of boring this year. Not a whole lot to do in Warrensburg. I mean, I, I've enjoyed myself, you know. Yeah. You, you can find things to do. Uh, me and my buddies always go out fishing or oh, take yeah. going on hikes. Yeah, we uh, went... I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, we went over to Knob Noster and start, started going bass fishing when the season opened, which it doesn't really close, but it's froze. it was been frozen for the past month. So that's one thing I always love doing is going out the very first day and just hooking a fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not going to keep talking about fishing. I could be here all day talking about fishing. Oh, I could too. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. You know what? The So everyone's, you know, upset about COVID and all, you yeah. know? But the one thing that made me the most upset is the fact that everyone who already wasn't outside, you know, doing stuff outside, mm-hmm. decided, hey, there's a place called the outside. Let's go there. And they bought everything from all the outdoor locations, including kayaks, when I was saving up. For a very long time for a kayak. And then here I was with all the money for a kayak. And they're like, hi, we're sold out for the next two years. Oh. Yeah, like, that's one thing that I don't think people understand a lot is our generation and probably a generation beforehand, we're the last ones that our parents told, hey, go outside and play. And now it's more of, no, you can stay inside and watch TV and do do whatever. But now, with the parents being stuck at home, they realize, hey, these kids need to get out of the house so I can work. And, like, it's going kind of back to that. And, honestly, I hope it keeps on keeps on going to where maybe not, hey, don't come, come home till the streetlights are on. But, I mean, it needs to stay to where kids aren't just, sitting there playing on their tablet or playing on Xbox or something. Yeah, no, I I mean, I'm definitely happy, you know, more people are experiencing the outdoors. But still the fact of, like, I was here first kind of thing. Let me have my kayak. (laughs) I was a little bitter about that. But, uh, you know, the stores are finally coming back with uh, their supplies, and uh, I'll probably be able to go get my kayak this summer. Nice. (laughs) I'm excited. That's one... Because I go up to northern Michigan every year, and that's one experience that I got to do is I I was on a paddleboard, actually, and we went from pretty much one side of Lake Huron to the other, and it's just it was just a great time. That's one thing that kind of freaks me out a little bit is dark water every now and then, so I don't, I don't necessarily like it when it's pitch black underneath me, but... It's just a cool experience to have, I don't know. Yeah, I I actually do have a uh, fear of bodies of water that Uh. were not filled with concrete, such as a pool or a bathtub. Uh, So, so like, when I am in, like, lakes or ponds, uh, the ocean, stuff like that, I don't really like being in them, you know, swimming-wise and whatnot, because you don't know what's underneath you. Uh. And what's even worse is when you're swimming in a lake and then there's just that really cold spot. And it's like, why is it really cold here? 
what is about to eat me. I mean, at least it's not warm. I, I think that's worse, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I don't, oh, the warm makes you feel safe. No. The, it's just a random cold spot. And you're like, oh, no, what's underneath no, me? No, because like, pretty much my experience in water besides the Ozarks, which I'm not not a big fan of. I don't – water should not be – should not be 80 degrees all year round. That's nasty. But, like, Michigan, it's about 50 degrees, 40 degrees when you swim. So it's always cold. And how you know there's something big coming up on you is when it gets warm. And that's just – me, I don't like looking down and having pitch dark. But also I'm kind of a person that likes to – faces fears i guess and like do stuff so like i just do it anyways and just try to ignore that that side of me nope not me yeah i, I i'm in the boat and i'm safe uh, <laughs> so like you don't have a problem like if you were in florida or something do you have a problem like in a kayak going off the beach um i've never actually been kayaking at a beach before mm. uh, i've never really seen I, I bet i've lived most of my life on the east coast so i've been to the beaches many times uh but never really kayaking i don't know how well that would turn out with the big waves and whatnot i have a story for you <laughs> what is it all right so i'm gonna say i was 12 probably but me and this was for my brother's senior trip we went up to michigan and we rented f- two we were in two two-person kayaks, and they decided to put me and the biggest person, my brother's biggest friend, in the same boat, so have two big people together, because what's wrong with that? And it was our last day with the kayaks, and it was pouring down rain, and we were pretty much told, don't go. But we said, we're going, because it's our last day with them, so we want to use them. And... We had tons of waves crashing in everything, filling up the boat, and then our boat just started sinking down. And I had the I had my paddle, but I guess I was technically supposed to hold on to the kayak with him, but I just started drifting away because we were headed towards this island where we started seeing people because why not? And when we flipped over, I left. His name was Lewis. I left Lewis just hanging on to the boat, just barely swimming and I just started swimming off and we just saw a big I wouldn't say yacht but kind of like the fancy boats we we just saw one of them coming straight for us and um, I just almost saw that boat going about 40 miles an hour because they were coming to get us because they saw us paddling out there and he almost hit Lewis just head on and Lewis just barely got into the water before that boat came and it turned out to be like five 60-year-olds, and that was one of the best times is trying to watch them pick up a kayak full of water because it's just almost 500 pounds of p- pure water. Yep. Uh, in scouting, uh, when you get the kayaking merit badge, mm-hmm. one of the things you have to do is you have to unflip your kayak in the water. So kind of like an Eskimo roll kind of thing? or. More of you have to so you can you can do it on your own by yourself, but it's a lot harder. So they let us buddy up to do it. Okay. And what you're supposed to do is you so you purposely submerge your kayak by putting your feet over the edge and letting the water come into the kayak. Yeah. Uh, and so then once the kayak has been submerged, it will uh, kind of like sink float. 
So it's, you know, like halfway under the water, but still floating upside down kind of thing. Uh, and so then what you're supposed to do then is pick it up over your head and push it onto someone else's kayak, push it all the way up to where all the water can come out and then flip it over and then get into it. And all of this is really hard because it's a kayak full of water that you're trying to lift over your head and you have to get the entire kayak out of the water so all the water can drain out. Wait, how old are you when you're when you're supposed to be doing this? Well, uh, if you're if you're doing it by how certain summer camps do it, uh, which is you have to have the life saving merit badge first. Uh, so in order to do that, you have to have the swimming merit badge and then life saving merit badges, and those can only be gotten once you're over the age of fourteen or fifteen. Oh, I believe. okay. However, some summer camps don't do that. And so you could have a 12-year-old boy like, ah, my little noodle arms can't lift this kayak, sir. I just pictured a little 10-year-old, 10-year-old four, four foot tall, just trying to lift it over his head and just it pushing him back down into the water. I, I didn't know what was going on there for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, luckily, my, my, my summer camp uh, was like, hey, you have to have the life-saving merit badge first. Uh. So, you know, we're all, like, the age 15 and up pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's one thing I, I never really got into. I did it I did it for, like, a week because they said, hey, we're going to go camping. I said, all right. I caught a snake, and then I said, all right, I'm done. I, I just – I don't know if I – I just had no interest in it. I kind of just wanted to go camping, and we didn't have the time to do that as, as of then. So I just went with them. Yeah. I enjoy uh, Boy Scouts. Yeah. It's fun. Is it still called Boy Scouts now? Well, it's called BSA. However, the joke is BSA stands for nothing now. <laughs> because it's it's called, I believe, Scouts BSA is what's called now. However, the joke is BSA stands for nothing because BSA used to stand for Boy Scouts of America. However, it's no longer Boy Scouts of America. So, because... It was probably, what was it, two years ago when they started talking about, like, combining them? Mm-hmm, two years. Well, it we didn't combine with Girl Scouts. It was they allowed girls into Boy Scouts. But what's the point of that if you're just going to have still two separate groups? Yeah, that that's, uh, that is a valid argument. A lot of people didn't make that. Uh, I... I mean, I personally have nothing against, you know, girls joining and whatnot. Yeah. My whole thing was the reason why they joined is because, and many people I've talked to agree with this, including many girls who were in Girl Scouts, is because Girl Scouts is just not as good as Boy Scouts. The reason being is because all they do is like, hey, our camping is we're going to go to a hotel room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, our merit badges are we're going to go bake. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. When And they're like, but we want to go outside. We want to go camping. We want to learn these skills yeah. that we're going to use in life. And they're like, nope, you're going to learn how to be a housewife. Uh, so that's the problem. The only person I've ever talked to who actually enjoyed Girl Scouts mm-hmm. and thought it was, like, the best experience of her life was someone who the leader of their troop was the mother of, like, two or three Eagle Scouts. Mm. So she knew how Boy Scouts operated. And she put that into their troop. They were like, we're going to go camping outside. We're going to be doing all these, like, nature-focused merit badge kind of things. And, you know, we're just going to – we're purposely going to treat this like Boy Scouts. Yeah. 
And so if they were to, I, I, I personally believe, if they were to improve Girl Scouts by making it more camping-oriented and doing that kind of stuff, it probably would have been better. However, there's also another argument that the reason why they let girls in there to begin with is because, and I'm sure many people knew this, boys, uh, BSA actually declared bankruptcy. And so they're like, okay, how do we get more people? Uh-oh. Let's go ahead and get the other 50% of America on yeah. board kind of I thing. I mean, that's honestly probably because... Actually, I think it's 45, I mean, our generation, 49%. Our yeah. generation probably is like the last... We don't really push Boy Scouts anymore. You used to see ads almost all the time saying, hey, come join the Boy Scouts. We we do all these fun things. Now you don't see that kind of thing. And now people kind of get upset when, like, you say, yeah, boy, the Boy Scouts and then the Girl Scouts make sense why they're separated. And to me, it does because when you're when you're in kindergarten – the way I think about this, when you're in kindergarten, who's the first friend you made? Was it a boy or a girl? Are you asking me? Yeah. It, probably a boy. I, I don't remember see, anything in kindergarten. See, and that's what... Wait, um, no, it was. Two boys, Ryan and Tyler. Yeah. I remember them now. And that's what that's the way I think of it is... Because girls putting, are icky. <laughs> you're, putting it, you're putting them in there so that they can kind of make friends, get, get experiences, and... They can learn that they like girls or they like whatever down the road. They, You're putting them in there for experiences and to make friends. You're not putting them in there because uh, they need they need to be one big group or we, we're going to have a tiny little children army. No, you're putting, <laughs> a, you're putting them in there so they can go have fun in camp. And does it kind of suck that the girls don't get necessarily the same experience? Yes, but... That's also where it comes to leadership, I think. And if you make it to where one of the, I don't know what, the troop master, I don't know what it's called. Adult leaders. Sure. If you make it to where one of them actually care and don't take them to hotels, they take them to actually go camping, I think it's fine if they're separated just as long as you actually treat them the same. You can't treat them as... No, these are, these are girly girls. We're going to take them to go get manicures while the boys are out here playing in the mud. No. You got to treat them the same, but they can be separate. Yeah. I'm just going to I'm just going to say real quick. I loved how you said tiny children army. Yeah. I'm going to start calling my troop that. I it's, mean, that's it's going to be great. That's kind of what it is. I'm probably going to get kicked out almost immediately, ah. but it's going to be worth it. It's, huh. it's gonna be give them give them some camo shirts and camo pants. You got a little <laughs> tiny children army. Uh, but yeah, no, like definitely those are some great points. I I agree with some of those too. But I mean, nothing we could do now. I mean, yeah, it's it's all said and done and whatnot, and you know, yeah. I mean, who knows? I I could get yelled at for saying that. <laughs> I don't. That's another point of right now. I don't really care. Because because it's on my show, so no, I, I no, the one that <laughs> not that at all. I don't <laughs> care. Like, I know my opinions, and I know that I can defend myself. Now it's up to them if they want to take it the way they want to take it, or if they want to hear me out and listen to what I'm saying. But that's one thing that we need to do a lot more is 
hear people out and what what they're saying and what their message is and not just no some this happened this happened so no they're done kind of going back to like the different like conservative whatever that's kind of what i want because now i'm working on a new show for next semester and that's kind of what i want to do is have me and then See, I wouldn't even consider myself a conservative. I was raised that way, so yes, I have some some of those opinions. But what I want to do, and if this gets someone in contact with me, then good. But I want to have someone that's more of a libertarian-based, and I want to have kind of like a per week we get five different topics, and we're, like that happened that week, and then... We talk through that. I'll say my opinion. They say their opinion. And then then we kind of just go back and forth with each other and see if we can find some middle ground. And I, I like that. Yeah. And uh, you heard it here, folks, the insider scoop on Garrison's <laughs> next radio show. Hey, Garrison. Hey, what? It's that time of day. It's time for That's My College. All right. <laughs> As many people may know... There have been many names for UCM over the years, but which one of these names was not a previous name for our university? You realize I'm a competitive person, right? Cool. So I have a list of names here. Mm. Some were once names of UCM, and others were just made up by me this morning when I made up this, this game show. Are you ready? Sure. Central Missouri State College. I'll say that's real. It, yes, it is. College of Central Missouri State. No, they didn't switch it. No, that's not true. It's not a real one. <laughs> Moe's <for> <laughs> School for Superheroes. Nope. Actually, <laughs> no, that, that one's It's made the up. recycling part, but... <laughs> uh, Central Missouri State University. No. That actually was the was name. It? Yep. We had that one before. Uh, Central Missouri State Teachers College. Yes, I know that for a fact. Mid-Missouri Higher Education. I'm going to say no. No, that wasn't one. That just sounds too long. Normal School Number 2. Nope. That actually was what? the original name for UCM. When? In like 18-something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the first name for UCM for like a couple of years was Normal School Number 2. Oh, what are you going to name your school? I don't know. Normal two, number two. It's normal. Yeah, but we already have a school school in Missouri <laughs> named normal. Number two. That's fine. And then lastly, Central University of Missouri. Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> Central Missouri University? Nope, Central University of Missouri. No. No, it wasn't. It's... But it tricked you up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all I was hoping for. And that's all the time we're going to have for today, folks. Uh, I would just like to take a moment and thank my guests here, Garrison. Yeah, no you problem. Can listen. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you can listen to his podcast here at UCM Radio, The Beats, the same way that you listen to mine. Uh, and, yeah, thank you for joining us. Listen to our next episode to hear from yet another person here at UCM. I'm Greg Burns, and you've been listening to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. Bow chicka wow wow, this is the end credit song, yeah! That's not really my end credit song.